Well, hello everybody and welcome to our next episode of our Alive Youth podcast and we are in our hopeful series at the moment. Today I am joined by Alive Grantham's location pastor, Jonas Isles. Jonas, hello. Hey Nick. How are you doing? Doing good mate, yeah, really good to be with you. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, uh, so today we're going to talk about a different um, Bible verse um, we're going to delve into that um, a bit later from Isaiah. Um, but Jonas, we want to get to know you a little bit first. Um, obviously, we know each other um, a little bit, but for everyone listening, um, why don't you yeah, just tell us who you are, um, what you do, um, and um, yeah, maybe, maybe a little bit about um, like, so I know you were, you were a youth pastor. Um, let's like roll back the years a bit. Um, tell us about um, how you've come into being alive, Grantham, maybe today. Yeah, that's no, a great story. So yeah, I was a youth youth worker many years ago in North London, um, and uh, we even had Luke, who now is Luke Wallace. Yes. So you could blame me for him for a bit. <laughs> he was one of the youth work youth, and he was ace. Um, so I did youth work for a few years in North London in a big Anglican church, uh, Christ Church, Cockcrosters, and. Um, Really, whilst I was there, began to just love the local church, began to see what God could do through the local church. So we were there for a few years. And then we were just, sense of God was calling us um, out of the Anglican church and looking to, to pioneer uh, with uh, churches um, on Anglican, really. And so we were a uh, weekend away in Lincoln for the Christmas market and uh, got rid of the kids for the weekend. Because uh, we just love the Christmas market in Lincoln. You know, it was amazing yeah. when we were in North yeah, London and just drove up for it. It was brilliant. And um, on the Sunday, we just happened to go to New Life Lincoln because it was opposite the cinema. So we were going to go to the uh, cinema in the afternoon yeah. and just popped into the, uh, to New Life and immediately just connected with the heart for Jesus, the love for God, the normality of it, the, the fact that they love the Bible and yet was completely open to everything that the, the Bible teaches. We just, we just love the, the, the heartbeat behind New Life and connected with Stuart, never heard of Stuart, never heard of Grapevine, never heard of New Life ever before really. Wow. Um, then connected with Stuart, we began to talk and have a shared heart and a shared sort of vision for, for the local church. And then over the course of a few months, he invited us to go and be part of the team um, in New Life. And uh, we said yes. And uh, Josh, our son, was uh, two and a half at the time, and Sophie was six months old. Oh, wow. And uh, he then very cheekily said, "Have you ever thought of pioneering the church?" <laughs> and, uh, and we hadn't really. And he told about a town called Grantham, and never heard of Grantham. <laughs> and, um, we we were driving back to London, and we decided to drive through Grantham and just begin to seek God on this. And we drove through and um, just to cut a long story short, we just really sensed God calling us to, to, to move out of North London and to move to, to Grantham, to a place we didn't know anyone, um, wow. to pioneer from scratch from a living room, really, with two other couples uh, that we didn't really know who were um, a few years older than us. And, um, and we just went for it. We just knew God was calling us to it. So we it's left amazing. the church of six or 700 with loads of people our age, loads of young like kids and youth. Uh, great place for our kids to grow up, to, to pioneer something that, that other people can come and be blessed with as well. 
Yeah. And so we did that in 2007 and uh, God has been amazing. And so sort of 13 years on, we've got loads of young people, loads of kids in the church, loads of young families, uh, got a great building, great staff team. And, and uh, we're just really thankful that Jesus has done. That is incredible. What a story. Uh, I think that's, that's only a God thing, isn't it? When something like that happens. Uh, it is. And especially when you get to know me more, you realize it really is only God that could do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Um, so you, you were Luke Wallace's youth pastor. I know. That is just incredible. Um, yeah. What went Claire's wrong? Claire's out now though, isn't she? She's doing a good job. <laughs> Yeah, what went wrong? What? what? <laughs> well, I couldn't do it, so she did. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you got any like good youth moments? Is, you were a youth pastor. Like, what? What was it like in North London? Uh, we we. I mean, this is twenty five years ago, or never, or twenty wow. years ago. So we were able to do stuff then that you guys aren't able to do now. So we used to have like like the weekend away with a live we used to call it a house party yeah so we'd take around 111 to 14 year olds away for sort of five days Come on. and um, we built a gunge machine and it was awesome <laughs> and every night there was a public gunging and i mean this is, this is mental isn't it well basically we were staying in a school and the chef would mix up all the leftover food and make the gunge out of this food no and, and I just remember we would we would just publicly gunge any any young person that had wandered into the wrong dorm. Any it was brilliant. <laughs> Every night leaders were, were chosen by the young people to be gunged as well. And uh, I've got great photos of just just being drenched in this stinky, <laughs> awful gunge, which was just brilliant. And uh, so that was great. Uh, one of the greatest uh, memories I have though is. Uh, where God really showed up and, and just took things to a whole different level. And so yeah. there was one particular weekend where we, we'd started and things were relatively normal, as it were, and, and then God just fell and moved. And we saw 10, 11, 12-year-olds laying hands at each other, praying, prophesying, uh, just speaking words of faith over one another. And um, if I'm honest, one of the greatest things about youth work is is now and seeing where people who were in my youth group then uh, what god is doing through them now and so i know we've we've we, we take the mick out of luke and he deserves it um, <laughs> but i'm really proud of what luke's doing yeah and what he's, jesus and, and what god's done through him and uh, there's other people in the youth work who are now sort of worship leaders and other churches and Amazing. Um, it's it's just a thrill i just love it it's just really exciting Oh, that mate, that's so good. That is, that is I miss, incredible. I miss youth work. Adults can be very boring sometimes. <laughs> hey, well, I'm sure Lucy will have your back on youth team anytime. Ah, no, she's <laughs> doing an amazing job. My goodness. Yeah, <laughs> I say that. To, I said that to um, Paul and Joy in, um, in Lincoln. I say like, hey, if you want to come and join the team, because they're like, oh yeah, I miss youth work. I miss being in youth ministry as well. Come and join in. Come and get stuck in. <laughs> I'm well up for that. <laughs> um, oh, that's, that's incredible. Hey, well, um, one of the things that I've been looking at, um, so our senior pastor, Stu and Irene, have been doing these sessions on, their, in, on Stu's Instagram called Lockdown Cookery. 
And um, I've been finding these absolutely incredibly hilarious and brilliant. Um, so we've had fish pie, we've had ravioli. Um, does, you, does it make you cook as well then, Nick? Do you get up and have a go at these fish pie as well, or is it just laughing at them? Um, with, with them, not at them. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I don't think I'd cook a fish pie. I'm not a massive fish fan, um, if I'm honest. Yeah, I'll eat fish and chips, but that's about as far as I'd go. Um, well, everyone must eat fish and chips in Lincolnshire. It's like the greatest fish and chips in the country, isn't it? Yeah, apparently. Um, on Skeg Vegas Beach. Um, <laughs> when I moved up here for the first time, I went into our local fish and chip shop and yeah. ordered pot. And and I've never I've never thought I was in more danger in a fish and chip chip shop then. <laughs> it's like a no go, isn't it? Everything's haddock up here, whereas in London everything's cold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And gaps. What's all that about? It's just amazing, <laughs> yeah. Love it. Yeah. yeah, that is very true, actually. Very true. Um, yeah, have you got any suggestions for Stu and Irene on on what they can cook next? Because I just think this could take off. This could be something really significant for the year. Oh, I agree. I think there's a real ministry in it. Yeah, I think so as well. Brilliant. I reckon a, a good beef mushroom and red wine ragu would be a good one for them to try. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Are, are you are you quite um, handy in the kitchen? Uh, I I love cooking. Um, I do do share the cooking with Sean. And our Sophie helps as well, uh, but yeah, do love love the old cooking, mate, as well. Yeah, so me too. Carbonara, yes, jambalaya and stuff like that. Love that. Oh, great! Oh, mate, I absolutely love that. Um, well, there we go. Some lockdown cookery suggestions for Stu and Ari. I'm gonna I'm gonna put these to them when we record our podcast episode with them in a couple of days' time. So um, hopefully they'll be um, they'll be full of full of ideas then yeah, i reckon i reckon and even like stuart stew someone like, that, like a real signature signature yeah. dish would be awesome wouldn't it you yeah. can even market that i reckon the one event next like not this year obviously but next year yeah you know, stuart stew could have like a whole marketing behind it yeah maybe what they could get their like? own get them get their own van yeah up in the in the, the food fridge from that van <laughs> amazing it would be good (laughs) come on uh great well should we get our teeth stuck into some some of the bible then um we want to look um today at um a bible verse from isaiah 40 31 and um we're in a series that's talking about hope at the moment and um i think it's i think it's really key that as christians we um, we understand what our hope is in and we understand that we can have hope and that God gives us hope at the moment, um, especially with everything that's going on. Um, let me just read this Bible verse out and then I've got a couple of questions we can, we can work our way through. Um, so Isaiah forty thirty one says, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run, not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And um, another version of that would say, um, those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength instead of hoping the Lord. Um, I guess let's just start by unpacking that um, uh, thing about renewing our strength. Um, what, Jonas, what would you say it means to like renew our strength? What, what does that mean? I think it, um, I mean, it's interesting that the first right before that, is 
just says about you, even youths grow tired and weary. Yeah. And this reality that we, we are all broken people in a sense. We, we've all got a capacity. We've all got moments in life where we'll find ourselves weary and tired. And, and I think uh, it, it's not an age thing. I think any age you can find yourself in that, that, that place. Um, and I think when it talks about renewing your strength, it, it really starts off by accepting that it's okay not to be okay. Yeah. And it's okay to actually be at that point where you, you do need renewing. Yeah. It, it's, it's actually when we're weak, we're strong. It's actually when we're vulnerable and we, we come before God in our weakness that, that God can really use us. And, and so I think renewing starts with being real and honest and, and vulnerable before Jesus. And Jesus loves that. It's almost like a welcome mat for grace. It's almost like a, a moment in which God can, can say, great, now I'm able to really move in your life. Mm. Uh, I think someone once put it, when we come to the end of ourselves, that's when we really begin to, to really get going with God. And so I think renewing has got a beginning. It begins with a sense of, recognition that we need to be renewed recognition that i can't do this without you jesus and just knowing that it's actually okay god's even inspired this even youths grow tired and weary and 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 he doesn't rebuke them he doesn't say who do you think you are he doesn't say shape up he doesn't say who are you to feel like that he recognizes this is a place where where young people will find themselves yeah you know old people will find themselves and so i think renewing starts by recognizing the need to be renewed and mm. um, but i think it also begins by just um so should i just carry on mate or do you want... yeah yeah go for it yeah i think um i think certainly in my life it, the key is knowing that the resources is in god himself and, and actually faith is is actively trusting god Wow. It isn't the power of faith is not a faith in itself, and so it's not about trying to muster up as much faith as you've got, and then God might be able to use you. Uh, the power of faith in, is in who you've got that faith in, yeah. And so everyone's got faith, atheists have got faith, they've got faith in a, in a doctrine or belief that you cannot empirically prove. And so uh, there's an element that everyone trusts or has faith in something or someone. Yeah. And when you have faith in God, what it means is that you, you're actively trusting him. And the moment you come to him with emptiness and a weariness and, and an active trust in him, suddenly that is a welcome map for the Holy Spirit. And, and suddenly the resources of heaven can actually be given to you in a way that if you were just saying, no, I don't need this or... Uh, I'm not going to trust in this. I believe it in my head, but I'm not going to open my heart to it. And and try, and sort of being renewed and the hope in the Lord is actually receiving the strength of God in you. It's not building That's up the great. strength within yourself. It's hoping in God. Mm. And actually the hope and the joy and the strength and the power of the Holy Spirit coming in you in a supernatural way. And I find that really liberating because it means that the, the key to living for Jesus and with Jesus and the key of being renewed and moving on when you're feeling broken, worn out, tired, not wanting to keep going, isn't about mustering faith within myself or mustering a sense of strength. 
it's about looking to Jesus. And the key of being renewed is actually learning how to draw down the resources of heaven into us rather than trying to draw up within us the strength to keep going. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. And uh, you touched on the, um, that Bible verse that talks about when we're weak, that God makes us strong. And it's, it's in our weakness. Um, do, do you feel like God is trying to strengthen us at the moment by almost because we know that like in everything God works for the good of those who love him and so if we're believers like listening to this um this is a kind of moment of weakness where we're out of control of everything that's gone on and I know we've kind of talked about the COVID situation like so much over the last like however many weeks but I think it is a almost like a weak point of like we're out of control and like, do you think this is a time when God is trying to strengthen us in a, in a way that we've probably never experienced before? Or, Yeah, I think, I think it's definitely a moment which God can use to do that. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think, there's, uh, I think God is always trying to do that yeah. in the sense of whatever season of life we're in, whatever, whatever's happening, he's wanting us to learn what it is to wait on him and yeah. hope in him and be strengthened by him. And so I think this sense of... of losing control and sense of not being able to do everything we want to do wherever we want to do it with whoever we want to do it you know that all that's taken away at the moment lockdown in a sense and so i think it's it is teaching us the fact that actually letting go of control and coming before god and saying god i want you to be in control mm. in a way that actually without lockdown maybe we wouldn't get to that point as quick i don't know yeah but god definitely uses uh, our own sense of need and brokenness in order to really pour out his grace upon us. Yeah. And the interesting thing about that verse, if you read the context, is about a guy called Paul talking about a thorn in the flesh. And we don't know what that thorn was, um, but it was obviously something that he was really struggling to get through. So in a sense, yeah. it was a lockdown moment for Paul. Yeah. And God basically said to him, look, I'm going to answer you because he cried and cries out. He says, God, take this away, take this away, take this away. He says three times, whether that means literally three times or whether it means it's referring to just the Jewish pattern of three times of prayer a day, I, I don't know. But he's obviously crying to God to, to do that. And God says to him, I'm going to answer your prayer, but the way I'm going to answer isn't by removing the thorn, but actually giving you the strength to, to push through even in, the, even in the midst of the thorn yeah and actually there's something about plodding with jesus there's something about pushing on and pushing through and persevering that in god that teaches us of the depths of grace that i don't think can actually be experienced or known when life isn't as hard isn't as pressured isn't as crazy as it is or as it could be now and so i think in the sense of uh, god could definitely use the days we're in yeah, uh, he wants to use the days we're in. He wants yeah. all of us to go deeper with him, and to trust him. And one of the things he does is that when 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 life is falling apart around us, it, it gives us, um, I think, an opportunity to, to to experience grace, to experience this renewing that Isaiah talks about, because it makes us throw ourselves upon him yeah. in a way that. If we weren't there, That's because so we, we lack faith, maybe, I don't know, we wouldn't necessarily do it in that way. 
Yeah. So I think it's a, there is a huge potential in this moment for us to go deeper with God. Mm. Um, but it's about plodding. It's about walking. It's about persevering. It's not about massive enduring sort of encounters and supernatural visions and all that. But that yeah. God does that and we're open to that. But I think essentially being renewed and being empowered has to do with just just day by day walking with Jesus, yeah. obeying Jesus, whether we feel them or not, trusting Jesus. And that's how the world's going to be reached. It's going to be re- reached by people, young people, who, who just walk with Jesus through the ups mm. and downs of life and love Jesus through the ups and downs of life. Yeah. But when the weariness comes, like Isaiah talks about, yeah. it's Jesus they go to. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, and that, that's exactly what that next part of the passage talks about, isn't it? It says they will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And yeah, I think that you're absolutely spot on. Like people are going to notice when we are just constantly, consistently walking with Jesus and nothing is almost phasing us. We're not growing weary or faint because of it. We're not growing tired of it because you know god supplies our every need and um he is with us like through those moments where we need his strength um yeah. something that i've been um, go on sorry. yeah go for it i just think it's really important to to understand that that um god doesn't use spectacular people necessarily to do spectacular things mm. And actually, there are spectacular moments with him in the very ordinary things of life. And so we need to understand that in the sense of when he's at work within us, when he's at work through us, there are times actually that he could be doing something beautiful and powerful, and glorious. And actually, to us, it could just seem quite mundane and, and, and in a sense, boring. Yeah. Um, but what he's doing is spectacular in the kingdom. Yeah. And so for me, when I grew up, I didn't have any Christian mates. Um, and through the years, they would just rip it out of me big time for being a Christian. Wow. And, uh, and I, I mean, they're great. I really, they're good friends. They're not, they weren't being nasty. They were just being banter as lads are. Mm. Um, and I really struggled to live for Jesus. I really struggled to, to honor him. And so Friday nights we spent getting hammered down the pub mostly. Mm. And, um, it was really um, when God broke in and began just to walk with him and plod with him. And um, after a few years of doing that, actually these same friends that have mocked me are the ones that come to me in their moments of crisis and need. Wow. So a, a friend who was in Iraq during the war, whose, whose best friend died, was killed in the war. And um, I remember when he came back, he, he just came straight and asked, to talk to me and spend time with me and just wow. said, I'll just, I just want to talk to you. It's not a Christian uh, and others that have been in crisis moments. I'm not saying they don't go to others, but yeah, I, I just yeah. that because at the time I felt I was doing nothing. I yeah. felt I was messing up. My life wasn't particularly great. Uh, I was, I was a young Christian. Um, but God uses even our mistakes. He uses the plodding through, um, times where actually we're struggling to walk with him and when we're real and honest with those around us and cling to jesus even in the midst of that yeah then he can do spectacular things through those those times yeah yeah that's amazing thanks for sharing that 
Um, yeah, I think that's that's the kind of when I think about that, that's the kind of life I want to live as well. Of of just my friends around me knowing that they can come to me when the world's been turned upside down, and I can be a source of strength for them. Um, I, yeah, I guess it was, so we're running out of time, but like lastly, what would you say um, to our young people listening to this who maybe feel like um, they need strengthening? How, how, do, how can we go about renewing our strength? How do we go about actually putting our hope in Jesus again? Yeah. Um, first thing, it's okay not to be okay. Yeah. Just take the pressure off yourself. Be kind to yourself. Um, don't feel you've got to perform to impress God um, because you don't, you're loved by God just as you are. Mm. So take the pressure of yourself. Secondly, come before him and, and pray and spend mm. time with him. Take time out and just come before him. Be real, be honest. Don't be religious. Don't go through a formula. Just pour out your heart and talk to him. Uh, just being you. Um, thirdly, I'd really encourage young people to, to swim in the bible and to get to know god's promises yeah strength so comes through standing on the promises of god and um I, I think a renewal of the holy spirit doesn't always necessarily mean feelings or, or, or a sense of awareness of that i think a renewal can be a sense of just even just having the strength to get through that day can be a, a, a renewal of sorts yeah um and know that god loves you whether you feel him or not, whether he, you, you sense his nearness or not, um, he loves you so much. And so mm. being secure in his love as well. Um, but just claim these promises, like Isaiah 40, verse 31. Uh, just say, God, you've promised this. And I, and I want to stand on your promise. And yeah. keep going, keep going, keep going. Don't, we don't want to take away generation. We want a generation that, that doesn't want an instant fix. Yeah. We want a generation that's that's persevering and strong and steadfast and so don't just pray it for a week and give up if nothing's happened keep going keep going keep going yeah because god will teach you stuff in the waiting as well amen yeah amen amazing thanks so much jonas that's your i love your wisdom i love your heart for jesus um and um yeah hopefully that's been a real encouragement to our young people listening to this would you um would you pray for us to finish yeah of course we'll thanks jesus we love you so thankful god for being you we're so thankful that you don't give up on us or abandon us i'm so thankful god that you're faithful even when we're not and jesus i pray for every person listening to this i pray god by your spirit renew us give us your strength as we hope and wait in you renew our strength and give us the ability to keep running with you and uh, God, I pray this uh, for your namesake. Amen. 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 Come on. Jonas, thank you so, so much. Um, I know that that's going to help some people. Um, and um, yeah, we just really, really appreciate you. I just want to like say thank you so much for um, the way that you lead the church, um, the way that you lead um, in Grantham. It is incredible. And um, Every time I'm, I'm every time I'm around you, I, I see your heart for Jesus just in the way that you are. So um, yeah, thanks for that. Um, and um, yeah, we hope to see you soon outside of lockdown. Bless you. Thanks. Thanks so much for what you guys are doing as well. Doing a brilliant job. Thanks, mate. God bless. All right, we'll see you soon. Bye.